Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Look, real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can fill it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls, and life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit, know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use, the culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art, the shock, oh, with it, keeping the beans on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to the city, stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paste better. The fix is in and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Sirius XM Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. Happy Thursday, kings and queens. I go by the name of DJ Focus. And it's your girl, Dice Campbell. Yeah. What's up, y'all? You already know I'm pumped, Dice. It's Thursday. You know what I'm saying? I know. Thursday is the new Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I made me a, I made me a caramel latte this morning. Something sexy, you know. What I'm Look about? at you! You done <laughs> kicked it up a notch. I'm not yeah, well, mad. Well, 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 you know, I'm gonna go ahead and get my little, you know, what I'm saying my little uh, communion going. You know, I know everybody <laughs> called Thursday the new uh, weekend day. So you know, for all y'all going out tonight, uh, to your little, you know, little, little, little clubby clubs. My club, my clubbing Christians don't act like that. There's some clubbing Christians out there, you know. Y'all go ahead and have y'all little communion. I'm gonna have my little. Caramel, my caramel, caramel latte. Caramel latte. <laughs> so fancy over there. I love it. I love it. Listen, <laughs> my say, daughter, my daughter blessed me. My daughter blessed me with one of these uh, fancy uh, espresso machines. Oh. oh yeah, yeah, it's nice. It does a lot. It does oh. three or four different things. So yeah, I can oh. make me a fancy little latte. It's cool. <sighs> I'm jelly about that. Oh, fo- foam action and all that. You know, look what I'm at about? you. Look at you. All fancy. Fancy. One day when I grow up, I want to be just like you, Focus. Stop it. I know well, you got sure. multiple things in your kitchen. I know you got all I do. Stuff. I got the gadgets. We're going to do it one day. Uh, my husband said, he said, man, you need to do like a, a whole hour show about your gadgets in the kitchen. Wow. I believe I believe in a gadget, but they, it has to be functional for me. Yeah, man. What's the nicest thing in your kitchen gadget? Is it the is it the machine, the uh, espresso? No, probably that uh fancy oven. My wife got my Ooh. wife got this fancy uh this fancy stove. It do all type of stuff. Uh, it do everything I, but talk. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife. My wife. I'm not. I'm not the the gadget person for that. I'm just be honest. I'm I'm in the cars. And mm-hmm. uh, fashion watches, you know, I'm not into. My listen. wife decorates the house. That's that's. I ain't gonna hold you. I, I decorate my little man cave, but it's mm-hmm. just sports paraphernalia and you know stuff. You know, regular man stuff. It's not like anything extravagant. No, no. What? What? Listen, I saw a Kenmore kitchen sink that washes the dishes for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, 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 big bank. Big I want bank. that. Big bank. I want that. I want that. I'm, so I'm trying to commit. Y'all just be praying for me. 
Y'all pray you know these, my husband loves it. You know they got these refrigerators with TVs on them now? Well, the knock-knocks are dope, too, where you knock on the door. My husband's mom has it. We don't have it. But hers is so dope. I mean, I just sat there and knocked on the glass, you know, for like five minutes just to see what's in the fridge. Because, it, you know, it, it turns frosted and then it's not frosted anymore. It's like clear so you can see in it when you knock on it twice. Oh, man. I think it's fire. Yeah, my mother-in-law has one of those TVs. I mean, one of those refrigerators. The flat screen? Yeah, got the TV on it. Uh, and, uh, and it plays music. And it calls you too. It'll tell mm-hmm. you when you're out of What's in the refrigerator? So yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're out of milk, you know, it give you that little Girl, tip. you need to bring some milk home. Listen, you know. go on and go to the Kroger Safeway and bring that milk because you empty. I ain't getting no robots in my house. They come out with these little Jordy droids or something, little Robo robots. The devil is a lie. I see our robot with Will Smith. I don't want to have to have my baseball bat handy. Just get that joke get out of line. Pray for us. Sorry. I'm sorry. You, you tuned into the fix. Your source yeah, of thing to use hip hop aren't being poetry. <laughs> Forgive me and uh, dice this morning. Of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps oh, yeah. Jesus Christ at the center of the message. And listen, mm-hmm. y'all know we got another hot show for y'all. On this Thursday, listen. Yeah. If you if you're getting up, mm-hmm. come on, get up, wake up with us. We appreciate y'all waking up with us. You're getting ready for work. You're getting ready to have that productive day. We surely, surely, hopefully, you get to work safe and uh, love on somebody today. But listen, um, I think we got that exclusive interview with Scooty Wop today. Scooty Wop, I love Scooty Wop. Listen, Scooty Wop been doing his thing for a little bit, guys. So, so uh, we we definitely going to take you into that uh, conversation. Um, Dice and I had with Scooty Woppy. Mm-hmm. Listen, he got a lot of things going on. He got a lot of new music. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shares a little bit of his faith story, which is amazing. Uh, he's an overcomer. He's a, you know, just listen. I can't wait for y'all to hear. Y'all just better keep it locked for that. And listen, we ain't gonna hold y'all. We said we had a uh, part two today. Real talk topic today. Dice, what we got again? <laughs> you know, it's Pride Month, everybody. So happy Pride Month. We said this yesterday. I think we need to talk about the actual cost. You know, we always hear it in in the church, count the cost. So I really want us to dive in today about the cost of um, some of the lifestyles you get into. And it is definitely about LGBTQ plus. So that's that's what that's what I want us to get into today. Um, For me, obviously, I have so much love for this community. You know, you already know. But I think one thing that we don't discuss is the cost. So we're going to talk about the cost and not, not just the dollar. We're going to talk about the physical cost, the mental cost, all of it, because it goes together. The spiritual cost. We're going to get into it. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I, I've been learning right. so much. I appreciate you mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. this topic. And um, yes, I'm, I'm going to listen. I'm going to give my little two cent. I got my <laughs> I got my Bible right here too. I ain't just getting my opinion. I know you're like, I ain't already oh, no, I'm gonna get a couple of scriptures too. I got a couple of scriptures. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, y'all already know how we do it. We're gonna get into some music and we'll be right back. Keep it locked. You're tuned into the fix. And the fix is in. You're tuned into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry, right here on Sirius XM, channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. Stop playing. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, checking back in and listen. 
we we excited for this one, uh, Dice. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Listen, listen. My brother, uh, you know, he been putting in that work for a minute, man. I, I would say at least uh, over the last year, year and a half, he just been buzzing. He been he just been marinating. You know what I'm saying? And just putting out all these you know, bangers, man. You know, so you know, help me welcome in. You know, uh, founded member, I believe, of Vert Mob, and 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 just a, a dope creative like he is just a dope creative man he produces he raps help me welcome in scooty wop what up wop what's going on y'all how y'all feeling man god is great gotta keep that bible blick on you at all times come on man come on now man it's all good it's all gravy I listen, love it. Thank listen, 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 he got, listen, Dice. He got the Bible and yeah. he got the ice. Don't that, don't sleep on the walk. Come on now. Don't sleep on the walk. Come on, man. As Focus knows, I'm over here. Every time I hear your name, I'm like Scooty Walk. Like that's that's you. That's for you. I really appreciate what you do, what you bring to the genre. I love the energy. I love the heat. I'm a super fan. I think uh, more people need to know about you. For sure. I appreciate that. Sis. For sure. For real. For real. I've been doing stuff crazy the last couple months, so we can't let up. Come on. Mm-hmm. Apply the pressure. Yeah, Always. keep that pressure. Apply the pressure. <laughs> pressure applied. So listen, let let take us take us through the journey. Um, first off, maybe share a little bit of your testimony or your faith story with the people. Maybe how you develop your relationship for, with Christ before mm-hmm. we get into the music. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I um I grew up in church, but when I got old enough to drive myself I stopped going to church um so it was kind of like I was being spoon fed uh, my father was a pastor my mother was a, a youth minister and uh when they got their divorce when I was uh 11 12 years old um I ended up having to move from Virginia because he was military so we stayed on Quantico we was on base so uh we moved from Virginia and we stayed in South Carolina moved back home that's where like my mother church was at um and it was just like I was going to go because my mama wanted me to. And, you know, she's doing everything that she could to provide for the family. We were staying out of our car at one point. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We, we got to middle school. I started, like, gangbanging. I met my older brother. Um, we got into some stuff. And uh, God brought me out of that. Um, I started selling. Um, it went from pills, the tree, the coke. The heart, the salt, you know, so I was just going up the chain, mm-hmm. um, getting to like high school. I started getting addicted to um, narcotics. Um, so that's a big part of my testimony where uh, I was uh, actually driving the night before my sister's birthday. Uh, my little sister, she just graduated last year. Congratulations to her. And um, I got to a car crash. I, I was high off of Xanax and Promethazine, taking a friend home like 45 minutes down the road. Coming back, I fell asleep behind the wheel, went through the meeting, mm-hmm. told her to whip. And um, mm-hmm. from that point on, my mom always told me, like, you need to just give God one year. So I was like, all right, cool. Ended up going to this Christian Bible college in Atlanta for two years, uh, rededicated my life to Christ. And um, yeah, it was just a lot of like dope boy dreams and all the stuff that I thought that I wanted to do um, growing up, you know, looking up to my older brother and my cousins and my uncles. And uh, God just literally steered me off of that path um, and brought me to where I am today. So that's a little brief summary, but you know. That's fire. So yeah. listen, let's let's talk about it. Take us on this music journey. How did you decide, you know, after you start transitioning, changing your life, when did you know you wanted to do music or were you always doing music? So I was making music. I was a producer my senior year in high school, uh, a secular producer, I was making beats for uh, people like Moneybag, Yo, Shock Lizzie, 
um, just to kind of get some bread, not even get my name up. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, I got to connect to this person in the next city over. He was like, yo, send me some beats. We're going to get this stuff done. And I sent it through. I was getting to the bag. Um, but what happened was when I got saved at uh, 19, I took that year to kind of just develop my faith. And at 20, it was literally just like one day I was in the shower. You know what I'm saying? Just singing, listening to worship music, singing. I was like, hold up. I just sound kind of good, but you know, everybody sounds great in the shower. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ended up uh, doing this worship set at my college. And um, that's whenever God really opened that door. It was like, you get this to me. I'm going to show you something crazy. Ooh. And ever since then, you know, I've been recording myself. Um, basically, everything I put out, I recorded at my crib. I just took the money that I made off of Beats and put it into uh, buying my own studio. So it was just really God. My mama tell you, I was a four-bar rapper whenever I was, you know, in them trenches. I was trying to rap in the car. I would get like two or three lines out, and that was it. But now, God got it elevated. It was crazy. Listen, give us the top three best things about Keisha. Man, um, she is unselfish with the space that's provided to her, meaning like house, Mm-hmm. car um she loves children and will go the extra mile for them I, that's like oh yeah that's two um the third one uh is her faith and her trust in god like even whenever we saw that things weren't what we wanted it to be you know what i'm saying we was eating we got a company called sodexo um which they gave us food for lunch so in the middle school she would get cool with the sodexo uh workers and we was actually like eating today so lunch for dinner but it was like she was always thanking god for everything and god was providing it providing meals so those three things for sure it's a lot more but i give them three yeah you'll be on the song soon we just what? To oh up. wait a minute does she yeah, have wait bars a she wait got a bars minute. wait she a minute the, uh, exclusive <laughs> she got the vocals so she could sing and my pops actually was like a drummer and my granddad was a gospel singer and my uncle, so like, she'll probably sing on the song or two. I gotta write out the lyrics, let her do what she does, and then I'll come through and do what I gotta do. That's what's up. That's fire. That's so talk up. us, talk to us about your connection and how you met, uh, you know, or or formed Vert Mob. How did that come about? Mm. Yeah, so um, Vert Mob started off uh almost like three years ago, and um. I met Big Breeze at A3C in Atlanta. And um, we didn't connect at first. We didn't really click. It was kind of like, I just got saved. He just got saved. But if we was making eye contact, it's like, okay, it might be some tension there. So by the end of the night, I walked up on him. He wearing all black, posted in the cut with his chains on. Like, yo, like, by, by then, my name was Skulls. I was like, yeah, I go by Skull. I make rap music uh, for the kingdom. He was like, all right, bet, sure. You know, get my number down. We'll tap in. So... Maybe like six, seven months passed. God fearing hit me up. Hmm. And he was like, yo, bro, you going crazy, bro. Going crazy for the kingdom. And I wasn't really feeling him at first. Um, and he'll tell you that I was kind of like pushing him off because it was like I didn't know who to trust in the yeah. business. But he was super consistent. And I saw his heart. We had more conversations. Uh, me and him originally did slide music too by ourselves. And he was like, yo, let's add my homeboy Breeze. I was like, who is that? He said, this is Paige. And I looked, I was like, I'm recognizing from somewhere. I said, oh, that's bro that I met at APC. So we first met at that music video shoot for Slide Music 2. 
Okay. Um, that was the first time at Vert Mob before it was official. Um, kind of met up. What stamped us was whenever we went to uh, Reach the following summer. Um, we shot a video with Miles Minute. Um, and shout out to the Glow Crew. Um, we shot a video with him. Went to Reach. Ace met us at the door. He was like, "Yeah, y'all go ahead, come in." He showed us Reach or anything like that. And uh, we cooked up for probably about eighteen hours with Hovey. Wow. Me, God fearing the uh, breeze with Hovey, and finally Ace walked in. And was like, "Yo, y'all should be a group." And we looking at it, we laughing like, "Yeah, bro, you tripping, bro?" It's like <laughs> six in the morning. Don't even worry. Like we good. We're gonna do our own thing individual. And um, the way that it actually formed is we took the picture, and I just typed it out. I was like, "Vert mob," and I just put it on the caption. And everybody's like, oh, y'all a group, y'all a group. And I text them boys and said, dang, I might have just accidentally started a group. So if y'all trying to do it, <laughs> and we good. But you know, everything worked out. And then T. Carroll, me and him roommates now, um, Breeze brought him on in Miami when we shot uh, Vert Music 2, the music video. Mm-hmm. That was my first time meeting T. Carroll. And he was cold. You know what I'm saying? He was real, raw, authentic. Um, and it just made sense. Let's let's talk, man. How, man, walk us through your creative process. I am. I really want to hear when you go into the studio. What does that look like? Are you making the beats first? Are you writing first? Are you listening to instrumentals? Are you like somebody who's listening to other people's music and that inspires you? So just walk us through your whole creative process about how Watt makes some some music. Yeah. So uh, it's I don't even know how to describe it, but I know it's um. I usually start off, I might be watching TV or something like that. I usually be watching cartoons. Um, and I'm going to do that as long as I can until I get kids. Even then, I still might be watching cartoons. So it'll be a cartoon on the screen. Um, okay, so for instance, I got a song that I'm working on right before I got on here called Dairy Queen. So I saw a Dairy Queen commercial while I was watching YouTube. And my thought process was, what if I made a song that like sounded cute like ice cream? But like it had like a Carolina thump to it and shooting a music video where it's like I'm going to rap the song until the blizzard drops out of the cup and cut the song off right there. So I usually start off with seeing something. If I see something, I'm like, all right, cool. I know what mood I'm in. I know what I want to rap about. I go turn on my LED lights to a certain color. Red is for like turned up. Blue is for like real cool, chill. Purple is for like trench music. Pink is R&B. Um, yellow and green is like summertime. So this one was more so like a pink and yellow mix. Turn the lights on. I'll have like a cartoon playing on another screen in my room. Mute it, but I'll see something. It might be like Bugs Bunny. Um, it might be Cat Dog, something like that. And then um, basically I'll just watch the screen and I'll start to make the beat then. So mm. I'll make the beat. While I'm making the beat, I have my extra phone. I'll put it on the desk. Hit the little record button on my uh, voice memos, mm. and I'll just mumble out cadences while I'm cooking up. It might be like a three minute long, and then I'll cut it off. I'll finish the beat, put it in Logic, and then I'll just go back and listen to what it is that I had, and um, I'll just go from there. Option two is I have the beat already made, somebody sent it to me, and I'll just mumble the whole song, a bunch of cadences, and I'll take sections that I like um, and I'll move them around so that I can have a whole mumble track finished. Hook, verse, hook, verse, outro. It won't say nothing. Then I'll go and write each section 
and record each section, ad lib everything, bounce it down, get that thing on Disto Kid. Man, so what's something um about you that you would want your fans to know? You know, like like that they don't know. You know how we always post we post on it, all these social media sites and stuff, but a lot of times you kind of don't get to really tell your fans or your followers things about you where you would want them to know like what's something that you want them to know that you you know they don't even know right now um i guess a prerequisite before i meet fans in person is that i'm short and for some reason like the angles that people take pictures they're like oh you look i'm like it's no i'm not i promise you i'm not um Oh um, man, that's a little fun one, but that's cute. On a serious <laughs> note, it will probably be. Uh, I'm actually a lot more introverted than you know I, I put out there. You know, when what? it comes to social media, um, TikTok. Like, if it was up to me, I would just put out the music um, and let it do what it does. I wouldn't even be shooting videos or posting on socials. I would just be out having fun like traveling i love to get on the road and go no that's I w- good I, I would never guess that you were introverted in any type of way me neither at especially, all. especially when you see your videos man. at I mean, all I, listen i enjoy <laughs> your performances and your videos dog the turn up though i know i'm sitting here like who you trying to tell me you just go in a room and read a book and you just be in there and you don't need nobody in there I be look i like to watch youtube i eat me some chipotle um, <laughs> if I'm cool with you, then you'll see the extroverted side. I'll turn up, but okay. other than that, like if it was up to me, I'll be a fly on the wall at every event. I promise you. I promise you. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So what's, what, so what's next? What's next, Wop? I know you're dropping all these singles. Can we expect a solo no. project from you? Yeah. So I have um uh, a mixtape coming out in July. If I can upload everything, get the uh cover art done it's called the super duper crunk tape mm. so it's kind of like on the same vibe of like spin back boom one and freestyle just a lot of high energy fun records um spin back music videos coming soon i got a record called water with Portia love and and um a Classo that's coming out on that on that tape mm. um and then i think the only other project i got is me and Breeze have one called Shaq and Kobe getting mixed right now um, by Biz at Reach. Shout out to Biz. I think the last project I got is in November uh, called uh, Star Baby, uh, Star Baby EP. So that'll be like the transition into the next phase of music. Um, It's a lot more personal, but it's a lot more like atmospheric. So like Mm. you can sit in in a whip and just feel it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a crazy bop but it's like dang i'm taking you on an experience that sounds hot no that does sound hot That's you what's know up. listen tell the people how they can connect with you up uh how they can follow you on all your social media platforms and introduce your latest single so y'all can follow me on instagram at scooty wop facebook scooty wop two times um you can catch me at your local chipotle or you can catch me at wawa getting the calypso lemonade straight like that um and the new single that's coming out soon is probably going to be Dairy Queen. So let's get it. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on SiriusXM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. Listen, uh, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. We started a 
great, great conversation yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like to have these different conversations with Dice. I love to pick her brain and listen. Just as mm-hmm. she shares so much, if you missed the uh, yesterday's show, uh, definitely go to holyculture.net uh, uh, to listen to that um, show. The replay is uh, probably playing either today or tomorrow. Um, so yeah, you definitely want to get uh, part one of it. But part mm-hmm. two, uh, we're talking about a Christian's response to Pride Month. Mm-hmm. So Dice, you listen. Uh, part one, you kind of unpacked. <clears throat> One of the biggest things you said yesterday that kind of woke me up mm-hmm. is that the LGBTQ plus community, a big, a big thing to them is they, they want to be heard. Yeah. I think a lot of times that, you know, they felt like they, they couldn't be heard. They couldn't share their truth, mm-hmm. even though we might agree to disagree on how they see their truth. They just wanted to be heard. So talk a little bit more about that. Just that, that piece of, being able as a believer, because we, 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 we went into a little bit of how the church's um, response to pretty much the LGBTQ plus community was just to shut them away. We mm-hmm. don't know what to do with them. We yeah. don't know how to counsel them. We right. don't know what to do with them. Out to church you go. Yeah. At least in the, the like I said, this is mid 90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s. I think we're in a different place now, but just catch the people up a little bit about what you were talking about. Uh, for those of you who weren't here yesterday, I was definitely sh- sharing my personal story and my personal walk, you know, being in the LGBTQ plus community and, you know, being in a long term relationship and, you know, all the all of the rejection when being called out of that relationship um, just from the church, you know, from people in general. And I was just expressing that now that I am where I am, I see that. The majority of conflict concerning, I'll say, the church and um, this community is just because there was no voice given to anybody <laughs> like back in the day. And I, like I said, I being a part of the church now, that's something I own and I, I try to keep it in my mind. Like, you don't know everything. You don't know everything that people are going through. And at a critical time in history when the church could have open their arms and embraced this community we did not i mean some people maybe you have a a church in your community where you're like no my church is a little bit different well of course now a lot of churches are very very different and churches now have a clear understanding that i do need to create space for everybody i do need to be inclusive like um just because a person is in um lgbtq plus community it doesn't mean that they're not people and that they're not worthy of love worthy of everything you're worthy of so i'm just saying like we get it as christians we do have to have we have to stand on our firm foundation of what we believe in christ and we do not get to compromise even if your heart feels like i feel this way like there are some things we just we we cannot afford to budge on i mean souls are at stake lives are at stake so we we definitely have that standpoint, but I just believe that the church missed a whole lot by not listening um, concerning with with their concerns, Th- their concerns that didn't concern us. We still should have had an ear for and we should have came to the table to see if we could have been more helpful or encouraging or understanding, empathetic. And so we have a huge opportunity to do that now in a lot of different ways. And 
I'm, I'm definitely excited by that. But yeah, just just being heard and being loved makes a huge difference. And that's in anybody's life. You know, that's that's my prayer that we'll listen more, that we will definitely give audience an ear and time and grace and um, try to be more supportive for real. You know, and also uh, try to teach more You know, like you can't reach people that you can't get close to. You know, people don't want to hear anything you've got to say if they don't believe that you care or believe that you truly love them. So. So. So my thing is. Yeah. I, I definitely want to hear this, what, what you think. How do you effectively communicate your truth in love? Because I feel like a lot of times when you have these conversations with with the community, they automatically feel like if you say anything against what they believe, mm-hmm. you kind of like discriminate against them or, you know, hating on them in a sense. You, yeah. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? I understand exactly what you're saying. I mean, so the average staunch Christian is going to start to attack and finger point what they see in front of them. So it's like, just because you see me like this, you think you know me. You don't know me. Don't know what I'm dealing with. Right. So it's like people get tired of that. It's like even just, you know, regular heterosexuals. Like, I don't want a relationship with anybody who is not trying to truly be in my life like are you really trying to walk with me are are you really trying to help me are you really trying to come beside me and be my friend like are you really trying to hear me are you just trying to fix me are you trying to fix me or are you trying to wait till I'm done talking to tell me what I'm doing wrong and what God don't like you think that uh a lot of this pride community don't know what God like uh, shoot some of these people could probably uh, get up there and teach the sermon on Sunday way better than the pastor at the church house because they they've been you know, treated a certain type of way. They understand, you know, what what being crucified really looks like. I mean, if we want to get down to it. So it's just like we have so much more in common than we do not in common. And I think that's where people have failed. It's like, okay, but you got to, I mean, I'm trying to tell you, you got to be able to get next to a person that you want to minister to. And here's the thing. Sometimes it ain't even about you getting something through to them. Sometimes it's God using you to see if you will even show up to even want to minister. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you take it as an excuse to stay away. Ooh, oh, I ain't trying to get over there. Ooh, I don't want them in my house. Ooh, I don't want to touch them. Ooh, I don't want to be around them. Ooh, I'm, let me go. Let me go the other way. Ooh, I don't want to shop here. Ooh, I can't stand a bartender. Ooh, I hope that ain't my waiter or waitress. And it's like, are you joking? They probably got something for you. They probably got a word for you. God probably going to do something if you will learn to be all right with yourself. Because typically what happens is a person who has a phobia against something, it's something going on within them. So because I'll be real with you. Uh, I all Everybody straight I know, they could care less about what anybody who ain't straight is doing because they're, they're so busy minding their business. You know, like, you know, they don't have a, a phobia, you know, for real. But all I'm trying to say, bro, is... We could be helping more and being less judgmental. You got to let God be God too, you know, but you got to get close enough to people so that you can share if that's what you feel you're led to do. And um, you got to get close enough to people that so that you can share God's love and, and what you believe God is saying to you that you want to give to them. But it need to be it needs to be done in love. I mean, that's it. I don't know. No, it's that, just a, that's, that's big when you say love ourselves more. I think that's the... I think that's the whole, sometimes we fall into that trap of 
because we don't love ourselves, we're so critical and so judgmental against others instead of looking ourselves in the mirror and saying, you know what, what areas do we need to change in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, boy, we have so many of our own problems and God's grace is amazing, you know, but uh, a lot of times we don't think about that when you talking to somebody who's so outwardly into what they're into. I mean, if I could expose what people are into at their houses, the whole block, all these blocks where I'm at, they people would faint. They'd be like, what is going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like some people, they, they're, they're, not, they're never going to come out of that lifestyle. I mean, you just got to be all right with that. I mean, the Bible tells us that. So, you know, if you share your love with somebody or your idea of what you feel they should be or could be in Christ and they reject it, just let them reject it. But at least you share it in love. And it can't just be this fly-by-night stuff. Like, that's so old school. Like, it's about building relationships now. So the big the, the, the thing we didn't get a chance to talk about yesterday that I know you wanted to dive into today mm-hmm. is this whole piece of understanding some, well, I ain't going to say understanding, but trying to talk a little bit about the transgender community uh, from a oh, mental yeah. health standpoint as oh, well man. as, you know, what that looks like. Here's the deal. You will see a a fashion commercial with trans men, trans women. You'll see all kinds of commercials, especially this month um, concerning pride. But what you don't see are the risks and effects and the costs of surgery, of medications, of uh, a rise in suicide. 20% of the past 10 years a rise in this community, in youth five to six percent increase over the past couple of years when people allow their children to start to you know um transform as i like to say at age 15 why don't we see these commercials so so it's like there's an agenda within the agenda that is using this community i'm gonna get real people are making money off of people's emotions and not giving them the long-term effects and challenges that could happen when they take it further than, okay, I feel this way. It's like, now I want to look a certain way and I would like to start altering my chemistry. I wanted to talk about that because these are things that hurt my heart. Like I, like I cannot express it. Like I just love people. And so I'm sitting here like, man, there's so much that you're taking yourself through for acceptance. That's what burns me. And people say, well, I just feel this way on the inside. Okay. You can feel feel a certain way on the inside but when you start to alter yourself you can really limit your time on this earth and um, so we can go over a couple things but i want to read this scripture right here the luke 14 uh, 28 through 30 go ahead this is what i was saying earlier about counting the costs luke 14 28 through 30 says suppose one of you wants to build a tower won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it. For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. You you become the joke. And what I'm trying to say is, all of us were born with purpose for a reason. And you have to count the cost when you start to make choices to change who God made you. It's it's cute, you know. You can you can get your implants and, and heterosexual women do, do it as well. You know, you can get your implants and your booty implants. You can do all this, 
but there is a there's a long term cost. I don't know if you know every 10 years you got to go have that surgery again or get get everything checked out. You know, like it's a cost with all this, you know, like it it's become this game of um, I can just change genders. You cannot change genders. And so for those of you who do know, maybe you've already begun your um, your change, but, you know, you we can't change genders. I mean, we can alter our chemistry. We can have facial reconstruction surgery. Obviously, the hormone pills are going to, you know, depending on which one you take, estrogen or testosterone, like that can alter what you look like. I mean, weightlifters have been doing this forever. You know, some athletes, but the long term damage every single day for the rest of your life, like you have to keep it up. You know what I'm saying? Like once you stop, your body regresses. It goes back to the way God made it. So it's just like you might chase this temporary look doing whatever you be doing, but it's not going to last forever. And so I'm just saying you're still causing damage to your body. And so this is what this is another reason why the suicide rate is increasing because people start to regret it, you know, um, when their bones start to change, when their uh, minds start to change, when they have fog memory and things like that. And all I'm saying is we don't talk about counting the cost. We just kind of, I don't know, we let people make money off of people who feel a type of way. And I don't like that. I mean, I don't know how you how you actually feel about that. You know, there's cardiovascular risks, risk of stroke risk of bone fractures because this is changing your bones your bone mass it's just a lot that goes in there i'm my mind is like where where where's everybody's conscience at like does anybody have a conscience you know it's like anybody Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like it's it's in your wallet yeah as long as they're getting paid off of it i think that's the biggest thing Um, yeah these doctors don't these doctors don't care about anybody who walks into these operating rooms yeah. these implants any type oh, yeah. of surgeries yeah. all they care about is getting paid they're gonna do what you ask <laughs> and yeah you know they, they'll, they'll definitely have to for legal purposes tell you the risk but mm-hmm. outside of that they're not gonna really tell you you know are you sure you want to do this yeah. you know are you are you sure you wanted to come to me instead of maybe going to a mm-hmm. therapist mm-hmm. you know maybe talking about some things you know whatever it may be well, so, that's yeah. what yeah, no, and I mean, to each his own. People are grown and they can do what they want to do. You know, all I'm saying is when you know you're loved the way you are, mm-hmm. you typically don't care about doing all that extra stuff. And so, what was it? 67% of people who, okay, 60, 67% of transgender men and women are okay with the, the changes that they make after they have their changes. And uh, I get that. But there is a whole nother percentage there who are unhappy when uh, they start to undergo changing their physical appearance and wish they never done it. That's what I'm saying. We need more love. We got to talk about more love and more purpose and who God has made people to be for this for their long term sake. Just the physical. I'm just talking the physical part, the mental, even for the mental part. You know, I mean, the spiritual is evident. You know, we, we don't have to belabor that. I personally do not agree with going and, and really trying to change the physical look, you know, because that's a deeper issue. It's one thing if you've got something in your brain and you feel a type of way, but it's another thing when you start to alter the outside of your body. Yeah, that's real. Listen, you tuned into The Fix, yeah. your source of faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry, mm-hmm. DJ Focus, and Dice Gamble. we got to go to a quick break. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. You tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. You tuned back into The Fix, mm-hmm. your source of faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry, right here on SiriusXM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. 
live right now with DJ Focus and Dice Gamble. Mm -hmm. And listen, we have been talking about a little this, a little that when it comes to a Christian's response to Pride Month. Mm -hmm. Um, We have unpacked a lot. I think we should really talk about now, Dice, the impact that it has on families. I think a lot of times that's not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, cause I feel like everybody has somebody, you know, in your family or, you know, a close friend who is choosing to live the lifestyle, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, us as believers, of course. And, and, and I'll take that back. So not only us as believers, but the, the believers who are still choosing to live that lifestyle, cause there are believers, uh, who are listening to us right now who love the Lord, love God, mm-hmm. but they might still not really see where they need to change in this particular area when you talk about, uh, you know, being uh, within this. But I've seen a lot of families broken up mm-hmm. because they did not want to accept that they had a family member who was living in the LGBTQ uh, community or they just didn't want to even understand. So what, what's your thoughts when you, when you hear about, you know, families being broken up because of this? And I'm talking about... Christian families. (laughs) I'm from a Christian family. And like I said, I have so much love for the pride community. But I remember I had an uncle, my my mom's brother. He had passed away. I think he was 35 when I was 15. Out in California, he ended up coming down with AIDS. And back then, nobody knew what this was. But I think for me, the sad part, being a teenager and watching one of my favorite uncles have to hide things from our family that was hard you know because it's like I I I got it like it wasn't accepted and I'll be honest with you I'm saying it was not accepted in our home but when he got sick and you know I would travel with my mom or my uncle to Atlanta to you know to see my uncle he would end up being in the hospital and you know half of his brain ended up shutting down and um, it got to the point where they wouldn't even let me go see him And I just remember my grandmother so upset. We couldn't find a funeral home to take him because nobody wanted to touch that body. And to have a family member in need of aftercare, but nobody wanted to. It was was just like it was so hurtful. That's what I'm saying. Like. What do you mean the funeral? You were talking about funeral? Yeah, bro, because nobody nobody wanted to take the blood. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody wanted to deal with all that. It was hard, you know. And not to mention, we had hid not we, but my grandmother didn't fully know about his life. So <laughs> now you got to tell her at the end when he's on his way out, you know, because everybody try to hide it to protect her and you know the big Christian she is. And this thing just tears families apart, brother. You know that's all I'm trying to say is like. Get over it. Yes, we know everybody Everybody has somebody in their family who is in the LGBTQ community. Everybody has somebody. Everybody. All these Christian households have at least one person who is in this community. And it's not fair as far as the family dynamic goes that they get ousted out of the family. Like if God put them in your family, they're there for a reason. You needed to continue to treat them as family we just have to love on people more i have a cousin same thing she's in the life she did a change of some sort and uh she felt so unaccepted that i promise you 80 percent of us don't even know where she is right now and it's just like why (laughs) why are we even doing that 
they're the same person. They have just chosen to be with somebody that we don't we don't agree with, or and and it ain't that we don't agree. It's just it doesn't line up with the you know our faith, our particular faith. But it doesn't mean they're not family, and they shouldn't still be loved. And Jesus would not do this. That's all I'm trying to say. Like he always came for the one who was off or not feeling the, the person that wasn't feeling loved, or the person that was rejected, or the person that was getting persecuted, or person that had all these different relationships like man so it's like if we know as christians we're supposed to be following jesus we're supposed to be his disciples we're supposed to be working the calling it has we have to get to a point where we reach out to these people that we know the family has not put their arm around so it's like go get your family love on your family I mean, y'all some of y'all might have grandkids out there that you ain't even seen even even in this lifestyle they'll you know go and create their own families you know what i'm saying and It'd be nice for some of these kids to know their grandparents and you never know how that situation changes, you know, like, and let me say this, we got to stop acting like the pride community doesn't love God because a lot of them were raised in faith-based homes, you know, so they know the Lord, they love the Lord, but it does get down to counting the cost, you know, like, and, and everybody's spiritual journey is everybody's spiritual journey. You can't make somebody believe Christ. They have to do that on their own. But you are called to love by all means. You're called to love. So be all loving and all inclusive. I mean, and I'm not making that up. That's in your Bible. And I didn't write that Bible. So if, we, if we're going to do this, we got to do it all the way. And that's all I'm trying to say. It doesn't make sense for people to be out there on their own when they could be in, in the family and we could actually be loving and helping and walking people through. So the Center for Suicide Prevention, they made a blog and I just want to go over this because a lot of people who are transitioning and things like that they have high risk of challenges later on down the line and it's something if your family and your family comes to you lovingly and tells you about this stuff you might listen but if you're just out there feeling rejected and all on your own you might go do something that you might regret later on the discrimination that comes after some of you guys made transition is heavy and it may wear on you mentally. So if you already know that you're not in a good mental state, I, I'm just going to pray that you don't, you don't, you don't go through with something that you're not going to be able to handle. If you don't have a good support system, I'm praying you don't go through something that you're not going to be able to handle. All the the mental challenges that come with transitioning, the depression and anxiety, and maybe even picking up drug usage or alcohol usage, or even just being rejected in your from your, you know, at your jobs or wherever, like that stuff, it's going to add some stress to your life. So count the cost before you just try to take things to the next level. And um, I know some of you guys that are listening, you're like, man, why are they even talking about LGBTQ plus communities, community stuff right now? It's because it's, it's pride month. So we as Christians, we are definitely called to preach and teach, but we are also called to love. So this is just us lovingly sharing the message and just saying, okay, you know, where is God really leading you and spend some time with that this month. I know it's Pride Month, but I'm praying that some of you guys just kind of lean in this month and continue to trust God in different ways, you know, pray and ask God where you should be at this season. It's important. Revisit, revisit what you got going on. There's nothing wrong with that. That's all I got to say about that. Do you think sometimes we let pride get in the way of us feeling like we have to defend the faith and have to be so critical specifically to this community? Because I think a lot of times, so I, I think for a lot of times as believers, because the way media is now, 
to your point, the commercials are now. It just feels like it's forced on us. And mm-hmm. it's, I, I hear a lot of believers like, you know, okay, why, why are they even showing this stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, midday during the day when like kids are watching TV, they're like, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. wouldn't care if th- this is what you want to promote for adult content, you know, later in the evening when mm-hmm. kids are like doing homework mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. getting ready for bed. But it's like, to your point, yeah, it can be a Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. two o'clock in the afternoon and a suggested commercial could come on. Mm-hmm. That has some stuff that you like me, you know, you, you look at yourself like, oh, why, why was this even, why do they feel they have to show everything within this community to like the masses? Do you feel like sometimes it's oversaturated with the, the presentation of them showing it on the media, commercials and stuff? What's your thoughts on that? Well, this is going to be a controversial statement, but I would say the whole entertainment industry, at least mm, 75% of it is in the LGBTQ plus community. So my brain was like, I thank God for some of y'all because we went and had these movies. Like, you know, oh, wow. I mean, the honest, I mean, that's the honest to God truth. And if you know about movies, then you, you know, y'all know what I'm saying. But I think for me, you asked a question earlier about is it pride or is it this? It's a lack of word focus. Because here's the thing: if I know, if I'm, if I'm Pride confident in the faith, I'm sorry. I, I want to make sure I get the question back. So I was asking: is it is it too much pride in us to feel like we have to defend the faith against the LGBTQ community? To your point, I, you said like, let God be God. Definitely yeah. be the example. Yeah, we definitely need people to walk with them. But I think yeah. sometimes pride rises up. And I'm, oh, I don't oh, and, my oh man. and we don't want, and we don't want right, to deal right. with. It. I, I'm right. speaking from a man perspective. So when yeah. I say pride, I know men yeah. are super prideful. Like that's, well, that's I get who it. we are. Like I told you, it was hard for me to see another man, yeah, you know, act in a way that I felt that was not manly. Like I just, mm-hmm. I couldn't mm-hmm. get my mind wrapped around right. why he wouldn't want to be the king that God has called him to be. And the same strength and energy that you may used to you couldn't wrap your mind around why he just didn't want to be what he was called to be he has the same energy in his brain about why don't I feel like the man I should feel like like the conflict feels the exact same stressful way so the only way I compensate and feel better is I do what makes me feel better you know so it's like you here's the thing you don't have to associate yourself with anybody you don't want to associate with. That's the one thing about the world, you know? So we all do get to pick who we hang with and what we do. However, you never know. Like a person may just need one conversation. You know, we, we had the, the little girl on here. She's really dope. Reese Lachey. And she said that one lady was in her life, you know, and she just shared with her like, Honey, yes, you can you can dress like a little boy if you want to and have all this on the day you're going to give your life to Christ and you're going to be at the church and and walk through baptism and all that. I got a dress for you if if you if you ready, if you ready for that. That's if you ready. And so sometimes it's just about us offering. It ain't even about anything else. And it's crazy because people bring this up all the time. In Africa, men wear dresses all day and nobody says anything. In the in the Muslim community, and this is what I'm saying, dresses. I know they're not called dresses but y'all understand what i'm saying cross culture you know the clothes they're relative and i'm not being dismissive of what you're talking about but i will say that we all know it ain't about the clothes it is definitely about that heart and that's that's what we got to go after and so it's kind of like you got to put a blind eye to 
the outside and say, what would Jesus do? Jesus would want me to go for that heart. That's what, that's what, that's what Christ wants, you know, is, is, is definitely not about the clothes. I think there is an energy sometimes that comes along. Uh, it could be negative from both sides, whether it's from uh, the pride side or the church side. And if it is pride, you need to put the pride down. And this is not a pride month joke. I'm just saying like, man, we have so much to offer LGBTQ plus communities concerning Christianity. And I'm just speaking for myself. I mean, I could sit up here and talk to uh, people in the life all day because I have so much experience. So, but you got to be kind enough, persistent enough and available enough and real enough to even reach them. You know, that's all I'm trying to say. Like they know all the games because they've been rejected 5,000 gazillion times. So you can't even... You ain't dropping no tracks on their head and think they're going to get their life to Christ or change or come to your church. It don't work like that. There's opportunities out there to love on people, to share God's word with them. But you're going to have to be bold enough in your word. And that's that's where we are now. So, the com- you know, all the commercials and all the ads and everything, they're here to stay. They ain't going nowhere. It's probably going to ramp up, especially this month. I've, I've seen the ramp. So you have to teach your kids, you know, the Bible says train a child and away she go. So that's train a child. You got to start talking to your kids about this, everything, about this word. It didn't say train adults. It said train a child. So it, it, need, it needs to start young. Like in that way, you don't have to worry about what your kids going to run into. Your kids going to already know what they're going to run into. Before we before we get out of here. Oh, Lord. Uh, now we got to go. No, no, no. We, we, yeah. You know what? Listen, I'm fine, <laughs> we got to go fine. to break. We'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. Yeah, The Fix is in. You tune back into The Fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, Sirius XM, Channel 154. Stop playing Holy Culture Radio. <laughs> Listen, it's another solid show in the books for y'all today. Another solid <laughs> show in the books. Uh, Dice, before we get out of here, uh, yeah. you know, we played the song uh, by Bizzle, um, yeah. Same Love, which we know was a response to Macklemore's um, song that he did. He performed, I, I know it was an award ceremony he performed it at. I, I'm not really for sure which one it was. Macklemore uh, performed his Same Love song um, in front of the masses. And of course, it went viral. It was um, the Grammys too. It was the Grammys. It was Grammys. 2014. 2014 Grammys. Yeah. Performed his song. Um, and of course, you know, had a lot of controversial things in it yeah. uh, to believers because a lot of things he, and not even just believers, like um, people of color. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, lyrics that are in it almost reference that, you know, the LGBT community has been through the same thing as people of color who went through slavery. Well, we know that's not true because ain't yeah, nobody we went. Not true. Ain't nobody went and kidnapped, tied, and, and raped a whole group of uh, LGBTQ plus right. people. Put them on boats and ships, dumped half of them in the ocean, and kept them locked up. And, and yeah, no, nah, ain't nobody did all that. So, I mean, I get it, but it ain't. No, nah, it ain't nothing like slavery. Please, nothing. Well, we know our brother Bizzle. Listen, he he he's never ran away from um, just having a conversation. I always I always laugh because my wife be like, "Oh, what Bizzle say?" Because <laughs> he all listen. Bizzle has always been that one from day one. 
um, has came into the game. You know, he, he had some, some issues with, you know, Jay Z and Rihanna and some of the suggestive things that they were doing earlier on. And, uh, but Biz has always been the one to respond back. Yeah. Um, and I think in, in raw form, I mean, he, he just calls a spade a spade to mm-hmm. how he sees it from where he's at spiritually. And he just wanted to address a few things. So, it's a lot. If if you ever get a chance, if you if you didn't get a chance to listen to the song, definitely look up the lyrics. Of, uh, oh yeah, there's those same love uh, response. Oh um, man, a couple of the lyrics that stood out to me. Yeah, uh, you would you would compare your sexual habits to my skin, mm-hmm. calling calling it the new black, telling me where they do that at. They hung <laughs> us like a tree ornament. Mm-hmm. Where were you at? Yeah. So to your point, yeah. like yeah. just to even compare or suggest that mm. the LGBT plus community has mm-hmm. went through the same thing as people of color and mm-hmm. just all races, because not even just people of color were slaves. It, it, all races, you know, had some some slaves. If you go back, you know, Hitler days and, you know, all, all, yeah, we, 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 anything, yeah. they were held against their will. You are choosing to be who you want to be right now. No one is holding you against your will. No one is forcing you. Now, to your point, you you hit some points yesterday, Dice. I don't want to negate the fact that, yes, absolutely, some people have had some Mm -hmm. terrible things happen to them when you talk about molestation, rape. No, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the people who are free-willingly saying, you know what? (laughs) No, no. Yeah, I'm talking about nothing's happening to you. You're just choosing to say, okay, this is my sexual preference. This is what Mm -hmm. I like. Woman Mm -hmm. on woman, man on man. And to say that you want to have different rights when you're already a man and a woman and you already have rights. So yeah. it's like, what are we talking about? And mm-hmm. I, I already expressed my opinion just on the whole redefining marriage. I, no, I don't. Why? If it's, if it's to me, it's, it feels like you running, you are running away from the faith. Everybody knows marriage is an institution that God created. Mm-hmm. So if you're against that, why are you always trying to run back to it? So I, I struggle in that area. Well, <laughs> trying I to think, understand anyway. No, I mean it, this. I don't know, man. We might have to just talk about this for the next of the for the next for the whole month. I mean, trust me, it. There's so much in it, in and that's all I'm trying to say is like I, my my plead for I would say us as Christians is to not try to chalk all of these letters up to the same thing because it's not it's not the same thing i mean you, there's so many different moving parts in in lgbtq plus communities and even people in the communities will tell you that you know what i'm saying like it, it's it's no secret like everybody has their different things that are going on within their sector if you really love the lord if you really into jesus because some of y'all are some of you aren't if you're really into Christ, you will lay down anything. If you have had a relationship, if you understand that you are loved and you are wanted and you are cared for and you were designed for a purpose and God has a plan for you, it doesn't matter your addiction, your uh, your vice. It doesn't matter what you got going on. You lay it all. You count it all as loss. You count it all. You count. It's, it's like it means nothing. There's mm-hmm. nothing that. There's nothing that the Lord can't ask of you to leave behind to follow Him. And if you, if you really, if you really have that connection, you'll just do it. So, whatever. I'm over here minding my business. I just love Jesus like that. I, I gave up. I gave up everything like immediately. 
I mean, as soon as I had my encounter and we'll talk about that another day, like just hearing God's voice clearly. But I, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm done. I mean, the tap out was so fast. I was like, are you joking? Oh man. Well, we definitely uh, pray that uh, everybody who listened to these <laughs> last two shows, uh, once again, we, I, I pray that you are a heart with ears. Yeah. Uh, we, we definitely said nothing uh, from any type of hatred mm-hmm. uh, demeanor. We definitely wanted to continue to be respectful for sure uh, and show everybody love. Just be clear that, you know, some mm-hmm. things we agree, we disagree on. And, and we mm-hmm. pray that, you know, God mm-hmm. will still be the example. I, I think that's the biggest thing I really want uh, the listeners to take away from this, these two days we had these conversations, Dice. Mm-hmm. I want God mm-hmm. to yeah. be the example. That's if right. you believe in Jesus Christ, Yahshua, uh, as your Lord and Savior, I want him to be the example. Mm-hmm. So dive into the scriptures for yourself. Mm-hmm. Meditate. Thank you, uh, Minister Dice. Make sure Amen. you have some time to <laughs> meditate and sit with some scriptures for mm-hmm. a period of time. Maybe go on a three-day fast to make yeah. sure you're hearing clearly from God. Seven-day fast, 21-day fast, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But you need to go to another level with your spirit, your spirit man. Because let's mm-hmm. be real. We all desire things. Yeah. Our flesh, all, in our flesh, we all desire things that are not sure. beneficial to us Come and on. do not help us. So this is this is why the Great Commission is so beautiful because we sign up for something that mm-hmm. we know we have to die to mm-hmm. flesh Jesus in Him, Man. and He is doing something that is very unique. I love what He's doing with His sound, mm-hmm. everything He's producing, and Him just being authentically who He God has called Him to be. So I was I, I just saluted Him at the end, like Man, listen, stay in your pocket, stay doing what you need to do because. You're needed for the next generation. You and uh, we talk about it, these other up and coming artists or some who have been established who haven't got their props. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just, just think of the, 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 the new up and coming artists. We, we talk about Scooty Wop. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about Big Breeze. Mm-hmm. We talk about 1K Few, even though he's mm-hmm. been around a lot, but he's still like making buzz. Steven yeah. Malcolm, Mike yeah. Teasy. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. ooh, uh, we keep going, bro, Mike. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, we thank you guys for listening and obviously we love you but we're gonna be bringing the heat every time and uh thanks for hanging out with us with the uh, count the cost segment today because uh, we all need that reminder of, of counting the costs you know so listen you already know join mm-hmm. us tomorrow it's uh our fire 10 review and you know we're gonna bring that heat uh dice got a got a playlist for us you ain't ready for this one i'm telling no, you no. uh yeah, yeah listen listen y'all definitely want to rock with us and we're gonna do something special start next week we're gonna dice we're gonna dig in the crates on thursday we're gonna call thursday the digging digging in the crates to make sure we highlight yeah we want to highlight okay. some of the vets okay chh who might don't get the love who are st- probably right. not doing music uh currently now mm-hmm. but just bringing some of that old you know some of the old stuff back i, I yeah. don't like some of the stuff that helped change my life i'm gonna bring back some now. of that cross movement you know what i'm saying now. You know, let's some see. of that, that K drama, you know what let's I'm saying? See. And, let's know, see. Throw some names it. out there, you I know, some dice gamble, you know hey, what I'm saying? Listen, hey. my sis on the shelf, but she about to come back strong. Y'all, hey, y'all keep sleeping on her. Look, look, yeah, I, let I'm sleep. telling you. Y'all might not even hear focus on the day I'm off the show. Uh, right. I'm going to just watch the show, okay? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll watch you and watch listen the show. to the show. Yeah, like, I'll just watch. I'll just watch. It's the Dice Gamble <laughs> show. It's the Dice Gamble show. No yeah. pun intended. The takeover. You know it's the takeover day. Let her have her day. Lord help her. Let her uh, no. have her day. 
one day. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. <laughs> Listen, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus is the answer. Kingdom advancement. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.